BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Guess what, Mango? What's that, Will? So I was thinking about Halloween last week. I don't know if you knew this, but but Halloween was was last week. <laughs> I think I heard. I think I heard it was last yeah, week. Yeah, it turns out, turns out it was last week. But anyway, there were so many great costumes out there. And, and I think one of the things I realized is that as many new costumes as there are, you know, things like Fortnite and Black Panther and PJ Masks, I mean, you still see so many costumes that just never seem to go away. So, whoa, what are you thinking about? All right, well, I was actually looking up the most searched for Halloween costumes in America this year, and I wrote down some of these. So here are some of the classics on that list. You've got dinosaur, unicorn, pirate, princess, ninja, mouse, witch, mermaid, rabbit. I mean, I feel like these could have been the most popular Halloween costumes from like 20 or 30 years ago. Except rabbit. Like, you know, rabbit. I was a also, bear. Like, why, are you, why are you looking up like how to make a rabbit? Like, it feels pretty easy. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, obviously for all the listeners out there, we meant to do a Halloween episode last week, but we had some technical issues and we thought... Why don't we make up for it this week? Why don't we use that list of like popular costumes to inspire some new facts that everyone can share? All right. Well, I'm game for that. So let's dive in. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Mangesh Hatikader. And sitting behind the soundproof glass with at least 10 tiny old jack-o'-lanterns on his desk, I'd say maybe a dozen or even a baker's dozen, Mango, all <laughs> sitting on that desk. 
and they are so old. He carved each of these last week, and uh, each one is after a different Jack. Like, he's got Jack Donaghy from 30 Rock. He's got a Jack Kennedy one, a Jack Welch, because I guess Tristan's really into GE. (laughs) (laughs) Even a Jack O'Brien from the Daily Zeitgeist. I mean, Tristan is truly an artist. That's right. That's our friend and producer, Tristan McNeil. Amigo, like we were saying at the top of the show, there are a lot of Halloween costumes that tend to repeat themselves year after year. Yeah, it's funny. I I think one of the best things about having kids is that you get to see them dress up. And even better that you get to force costumes on them when they're (laughs) babies. Like, this is more common now. But uh, the first time I was at this cafe and I saw this guy walking past with this giant building on his head. And I thought, that is kind of strange. And then he turned and he had this little baby dressed as a gorilla just clinging to him. (laughs) And you realized it was King Kong on the Empire State Building. Like, I loved it so much. But... Every time I tried to make my kids go with me for Halloween, they just completely rejected it. So I'm curious, though, what, what have you wanted to go as? <laughs> like, I, I don't even remember now. So some of them are just costumes I thought the kids should have. Like, uh, Ruby was into Star Wars one year, so I thought Ruby Wan Kenobi would be <laughs> nice. funny. But uh, instead, she decided to go as Darth Baggins, <laughs> which... <laughs> Which isn't a thing. <laughs> I think she was uh, crossing Darth Vader and Bilbo Baggins. That's brilliant. But, uh, <laughs> one of my only successful costumes was as a refrigerator years ago, and it had like kids art on it. And when you opened the door, there was a light on and like funny foods that were inside. And then there was like a cord as a tail in the back. So I thought maybe I should reprise that and go as a fridge and then have like Henry go as a mini fridge. But <laughs> that got rejected too. So I, I've had lots of these failed ideas. I love the stories. It seems like there's always a good story that comes out of your your Halloween experiences. I remember, I think Henry was like two, maybe almost three. And he told you he was going to go as a fireman. So you and Lizzie, of course, had a fireman costume all picked out. And then at the very last minute, he insisted he said fire truck. And so unlike me, who would have said, nope, you're a fireman, you ended up having to make him turn into a fire truck instead. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of cardboard we used, but, uh, you, you know, as you'll see, Darth Baggins and Firetruck are not on the list of most researched costumes, but I, I do think we should dig in. So what costume are you going to talk about first? All right, well, I feel like we should start with, with unicorns, which I guess are the fourth most researched costume this year. And I'm actually going to tie this to Marco Polo. I'm guessing you didn't see that coming. And his No, I didn't. It's, it's, it's true. So on his trip to China, Marco Polo finally found unicorns. Only, unfortunately, they weren't as beautiful as the old myths and legends had made them out to be. And he honestly felt tricked. And so he later wrote about this encounter, and here's what he had to say. They have hair like that of a buffalo feet like those of an elephant, and a horn in the (laughs) middle of the forehead, which is black and very thick. Tis an ugly brute to look upon. And that makes a lot of sense, you know, since the thing Marco Polo had actually found were, of course, rhinoceroses. (laughs) I do love the idea of, like, every little girl out there or little boy going out as a unicorn is actually a rhinoceros. Like, that's... It's amazing. I, I, I kind of feel like it's uh, it's a little like when I heard that mermaids were the result of sailors spotting manatees in the ocean. <laughs> like, I remember thinking, like, how is that possible? Mermaids are depicted as these, like, gorgeous, you know, model-like uh, creatures. And, and uh, manatees, as much as I love them, have, you know, never been on the cover of Vogue. Though if they were, I might pick up my first copy of Vogue. 
<laughs> Actually, there's another great unicorn fact that I think you should know. So if you want to try your hand at tracking down a unicorn, you can actually get a unicorn questing license. Now, this comes from Lake Superior State University in Michigan. And you pay for it? Is it just like a novelty license? Well, I guess the practice began as this PR stunt. And this was, you know, over 40 years ago. This was 1971. But to this day, the university continues to issue these unicorn hunting licenses to anybody who's interested, though there are a number of regulations. And so here, here are a few of them. For instance, all unicorn questers are encouraged to bring their own flask of cognac and pinking shears on any expedition. And uh-huh. <laughs> and you're actually limited to hunting one unicorn per month, no females. And the good mm-hmm. news is that according to the terms, the license is, quote, good for a lifetime and beyond, except for Valentine's Day. <laughs> so I do love that you've had two great unicorn facts to kick this off. But, uh, you know, one thing I see every Halloween season is witches. And I do not know why it's such a popular outfit. Like, I get that witches are part of Halloween, but it's weird to me that, like, everyone wants to be a witch. I feel like I gave out candy to at least 15 of them this year. <laughs> but I've got a great gross fact for you about witches. So if you need to find out if a witch is making you sick, there's a little historical life hack Gabe found for us. All you have to do is collect some of your own urine, mix it with rye meal, and then form it into a little patty. Ugh. And then you take that witch's cake, as it's called, and feed it to a dog. <laughs> now, you have to know any dog will do, because as the history books will tell you, they're all familiar with the dog. Oh, right, of course. <laughs> then, if the dog comes down with the same symptoms you're exhibiting, you'll know for sure that you're being afflicted by witchcraft. And as an added bonus, the dog will even help you find the witch who did it because when he eats the cake, the witch who cursed you and your urine will feel it and cry out in pain. I mean, so. it's, it's, it's one of those things you just wonder how they possibly made this up. I don't know. It's just science. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's science, yeah. (laughs) Scientific method. But, you know, obviously this is ridiculous and no one should try it at home. But the residents of Salem Village believed this back in 1692 because the witch cake practice, I guess, was pretty well known in England at the time. And, of course, it didn't work that well. You know, they tried to put it in practice, but nothing came of it, which is good news for both witches and, I guess, the dogs of the time I was going to say, yeah, I think the dogs benefited the most, (laughs) but... All right, well, here's a quick one about Black Panther that I actually just learned this week. So comic readers were first introduced to Black Panther in July of 1966, and this was in the pages of Fantastic Four number 52. And, of course, his appearance was historic. I mean, it marked the first time that a super-powered African character had appeared in a starring role in an American comic. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is that the superhero's name doesn't come from the activist Black Panther Party, you know, the, the, the one that rose to prominence in the 60s. Yeah. The character's debut actually predates that group's formation by about three months. So instead, it's actually meant to reference a famous African-American tank battalion from World War II, and they were not allowed to serve alongside white U.S. troops during the war. And the unit was nicknamed the Black Panthers after this insignia they wore, which was a profile of a ferocious panther with the motto, Come Out Fighting, written under it. Now, the Panthers later received a presidential unit citation for their actions and are actually considered by some historians to be one of the most effective tank battalions in the entire war. Hmm. That's pretty fascinating. But uh, how did Marvel come up with this name for the character? Well, apparently Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, you know, they had lived through World War II and remembered the battalion and its nickname. And obviously Black Panther is better than the original name that they were thinking of, which was Cole Tiger. (laughs) 
<laughs> Cold Tiger is a terrible name for a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, one of the costumes I'm terrified of is clowns. And actually, this year we went to this house around the corner from us, and the entire family dressed up like killer clowns. <laughs> and they were so clearly out to scare kids. And, you know, my two kids are so different. Like, Henry decided he didn't need any candy that badly, so he just stood outside the gate and told jokes. And, uh, <laughs> and Ruby just kind of strolled in and demanded candy. <laughs> But I'm curious, uh, did you like clowns as a kid? You know, I know a lot of people are terrified of them. I I guess I didn't feel strongly. I didn't really understand them. Like, they weren't somebody that I wanted to be entertained by, but I I wasn't... (laughs) wasn't terrified of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I watched uh, um, Bozo the Clown on TV, like, in right. the afternoons. And, and you know, I, I absolutely loved seeing them at Barnum & Bailey. And this is actually where my fact comes in. So I started thinking about how clowns cram themselves into these, like, tiny cars. And, and I started wondering, like, there's got to be some kind of trick to it, right? Like, 15 cars will just spill out of these tiny spaces. And... Of course, I, I turned to Gabe and I asked him about it, and he found this quote, according to Greg DeSanto, who's executive director of the International Clown Hall of Fame and Research Center. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Gabe finds the best people. Right. Seems <laughs> like know, a credible source. Greg says, quote, there's no trick to the clown car gag. There are no trap doors and stadium floors, and the cars are real cars. So basically, the car is fully functional, but its interior has been completely stripped and gutted and freed up as much space as possible. So, like, they take the seats out. Often, the driver is sitting on a milk crate instead of like a like a proper stool or or, or a regular chair, you know. And uh, from there, it's just a matter of cramming in as many clowns as possible. Hmm. And the average compact clown car can fit anywhere between fourteen and twenty one clowns, depending oh, wow. on which props they have inside with them. Yeah, that is impressive. I mean, 21 people fitting in a car like that. It actually kind of reminds me of how you probably remember this, how it felt like at least once a week during college, we would pack people into that tiny little Honda. And for some reason, we would go to Macaroni Grill. I mean, there were plenty of good <laughs> restaurants, but we always went Durham to Macaroni Grill. Durham has so many Grill. good foods <laughs> and well, Macaroni Grill. <laughs> yeah, it's just so strange. Well, anyway, speaking of terrifying things, people have been scared of zombies in, in one form or another for thousands of years now. And actually, I didn't realize how long we've been scared of them, but apparently archaeologists have uncovered ancient Greek burial sites with skeletons that were pinned down with rocks and these other heavy objects put on their chest. And this was all to stop the corpses from coming back to terrorize the living. Now, today, zombies seem to have, you know, this larger role in the cultural zeitgeist than it feels like just about any other time in history. And believe it or not, actually, the atomic bomb may be to blame for that. So according to Stanford literary scholar Angela Bacara Vidger, Wide-scale disasters of the mid-20th century, such as the bombing of Hiroshima, that actually paved the way for the rise of zombie narratives and these other stories that focus on mass destruction and, and really all these desperate survival situations that resulted from those. I guess I just wouldn't have put it together that, that like it all came yeah. out of the uh, atomic bomb stuff. Yeah, and it, it, it's actually not just the storytellers who've tapped into the cultural fears that that led to this zombie mania. So the CDC, or the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, actually got in the act a couple years ago by launching this zombie preparedness website. And it's actually a smart way to get people thinking about how to prepare for all sorts of disasters, whether they're zombie-based or not, and it's actually been a pretty big success. Oh, that's pretty fascinating. So... 
in a totally different path, I, I'm going to talk about mermaids. Uh, mermaids feel like the opposite of zombies to me. But, <laughs> you know, back in 2013, Animal Planet aired these two fake documentary specials called Mermaids, The Body Found, and Mermaids, New Evidence. And they basically showed these fake scientists proving the existence of mermaids. But it's kind of like that old BBC hoax we've talked about before, like about uh, spaghetti farmers who yep. grew pasta on trees. And then, you know, millions of people wrote in wondering where they could get their own spaghetti trees, you know. I guess the people who watched this mermaid special didn't realize the disclaimer in the credits that said uh, certain events in the film are fictional. <laughs> and so there were so many people affected that Google searches for are mermaids real outpaced questions like uh, are aliens real and are ghosts real for the oh, entire wow. year. And it got so bad that the NOAA, which is the uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, they, they received so many inquiries that they actually issued an official statement denying the existence of mermaids. Isn't that amazing? Oh, wow, that's pretty funny. Well, I know we have two more facts to go, but let's get to those after a quick break. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Welcome back to Part-Time Genius, where we're talking facts inspired by Halloween costumes. Now, chances are you've seen those inflatable T-Rex costumes that have been popping up all matter of internet memes and uh, videos lately. You know, I I saw a ton of them around this year, but if you're wondering just how anatomically correct the costumes are, (laughs) I'm so sorry to break it to you. They're not very accurate. (laughs) And and they probably weren't as like wobbly as they look when people have them on, I'm guessing. (laughs) Yeah, they they weren't a laughingstock T-Rexes, apparently. <laughs> I'm going to start with uh, the spindly little arms that everyone finds so funny. You know, the T-Rex's arms are usually portrayed as like disproportionately small compared to the massive body. But in reality, the T-Rex's arms were over three feet long and they sported biceps strong enough to bench press at least 430 pounds each. So pretty strong. You know, it actually means that the Rex's arms would have come in handy if a T-Rex was ever, you know, knocked over and had to lever itself off the ground. And also if it just had to hold on tight to squirming prey before chomping down. And then there's the matter of scales versus feathers. So fluffy dinosaurs were basically the norm when it came to smaller species. But when the remains of this feathered, nearly T-Rex-sized dinosaur was found back in 2012, the door was open to the possibility that Rexes also sported feathers, at least when they hatched. So paleontologists contend that the animals may have had fluffy feathers their whole lives, which would have really made for both like a more interesting and glammed up costume. Wow. You know what? If there's one thing people really love, Mango, it's when other people fact check their costumes. So I'm (laughs) sure you're really popular on Halloween. All right. Well, I'm going to end this on a fact about Wonder Woman. It just feels appropriate. And I love this one. So we all know Wonder Woman herself is a force to be reckoned with. But that famous invisible jet of hers is actually something of a joke, or at least that's how Mattel treated it back in 2010. And that's when they released this fake mock-up of an invisible jet toy as an April Fool's joke. Now, the unexpected part came when fans began clamoring for the product to actually be released. And so Mattel eventually answered their prayers by offering an exclusive Hot Wheels invisible jet at Comic-Con. So here's the catch. There was no toy in the box at all. Instead, the package just contained a plastic tray with the shape of a jet molded into it, along with a couple of small weights, you know, to make the box feel like there was a real toy inside. (laughs) Of course, for fans who, you know, keep their collectibles mint in box anyway, this wasn't much of an issue. Sure. Funny enough, Mattel wasn't the only one to pull such a stunt. Back in 2015, the Smithsonian did something pretty similar also on April Fool's Day, of course, except they took things to a whole nother level. So for one day only, the National Air and Space Museum put Wonder Woman's invisible jet, quote, on display. (laughs) So they released this video on YouTube announcing the jet's arrival and documenting how the workers were able to suspend it from the ceiling. But, you know, since it's an invisible jet and all, you kind of just have to take their word for it. Oh, I love that. I actually really love when museums play to like pop culture and and get people into, you know, the exhibits that way. Like, I really think you should take the trophy home this week. All right. Well, thanks so much. And thanks to all of our listeners for being patient and waiting an entire week to get their Halloween facts. I know all of you (laughs) were just sitting there waiting for this. But anyway, from Gabe, Tristan, Mango and me, thanks so much for listening.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 